0: through your healing, after going through trauma, she'll make you laugh. Edna Estrada, if you're going through trauma, you need Edna as your trauma life coach. Hello, hello, welcome back, beautiful people. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host, Edna Estrada, and I am so happy and so excited to have you back. Today's episode is one of my toughest uh, subjects to talk about, mostly because at least when I have these conversations with my clients or even when I've had them with myself, I, I I have to be honest. I get a little defensive because we tend to think that trauma is just completely personal and it only affects us. And yeah, sure, to a certain degree, that's true, right? It's more about us than than anything. But when we have families or close friends or people that care about us, when we don't do our best to heal our trauma, it does trickle, right? It, it spills over onto other people. And that's, that's a very true statement. It's a very real thing. And so today I just want to bring to your attention five things, five ways you may unknowingly, maybe unknowingly be, be hurting the people you love, right? And of course, all these things are, are hurting you more than anything, but sometimes it helps to know how we're affecting others and what we can do to kind of fix that problem if it is a problem right okay so i'm gonna get started i'm gonna tell you the five things that i see are the most common common at least you know in my sessions and with me listen some of these a couple of these i'm still struggling with myself or i wouldn't say i'll explain as i get there i've gotten a lot better but you don't have to get it perfect but sometimes just being aware of them makes such a big difference in in the way you do things and it brings quicker healing right so okay so without further ado let me get started okay so unintentional hurtful habit number one you're you're spinning your wheels with healing okay so what does this mean this means you are trying 10 million things to get your trauma under control that means that all you do is focus on your trauma and your triggers and this is coming from someone like this is my job right to to deal with with these kind of things but i've been this person before where you you know you're going to therapy you're on the meds you're trying to do everything at once but you're the problem here is that you're actually nothing is working because you're so detached from your goal maybe part of you feels like you're not maybe part of you feels like you're not worthy of healing Or like you're not going to heal. And you're just doing and doing and doing. And you're not really healing. You're not really, it's kind of like you're running in place. And so this is kind of frustrating because what what happened to me in my case? So I started learning all this stuff. I was going to therapy. I was reading all the books. I was, you know, I had coaches. I had my own life coaches that I was talking to. And I started to learn too much psychology and so i wanted what i what ended up happening was i was trying to fix everyone and because i wasn't healed i was getting very judgy and i was like oh this person needs help and just very snobby and i was i wasn't really healed i was still experiencing my triggers i was still super depressed i still wanted to be in bed most of the day and so when you're uh buying into you know ways of of healing but you're not actually implementing them you're not actually feeling them and doing them you kind of turn into like a different kind of little monster where you kind of feel like you know everything or you're just or maybe it's just the time maybe you're just spending a lot of time reading and going to therapy away from your loved ones and there's still no results so i just want you to think about that you know what is your goal and how do you get there? And if you're not seeing, measure, I always say this: always measure your results. Always measure, measure all the things that you're doing. If you're not feeling better than how you were feeling last week or last month or last year, then you need to switch it up. It's time to try something else, or it's time to ask yourself: hmm, Am I really? Am I not allowing myself to heal? Why not? Okay. So that's number one. Number two, you're going into debt trying to buy your way into happiness. I've done this. I do this. Okay. So this is, this can look like you order from Amazon every other day. You spend money on food and clothes. You, whatever, like, you just find ways to, or you, maybe you buy uh, weight loss pills. Those are expensive. I've done that. And you know, meanwhile none of it is making you happier, but it's making you go into debt or maybe you're always broke. Right, and you're not. You're getting further away from your financial goals. So that fiduciary responsibility is really getting hindered because you're not healing your trauma. You're trying to bury your feelings. You're trying to throw money at the problem. That never works. Okay, so this is when mindfulness really comes in. Um, one thing I really like to do is I just really like to go. Hmm, interesting. I wonder what I'm trying to cover up. I wonder what feeling I'm trying to cover up, and why what triggered me. So every time I start reaching for Amazon, you know, I'm like, Oh, I should buy this book. Somebody recommended this thing and whatever it is. If I, if I'm noticing a pattern, if it's something that I don't need, I, I, I kind of trace it back. Like, okay, what am I trying to solve with this? Um, well, I've been feeling pretty down lately. Maybe I'm trying to cover, well, why am I feeling down? Well, something my husband said kind of triggered me. Okay, did I talk to him about it? Did I, uh, was that me just kind of overreacting and letting my ego kind of get ahead of me? And so I try to like really like either think about it all the way, trace it all the way back or journal about it and that helps a lot. But that's the one I'm still working on, by the way. Like my Amazon spending is out of control and now I feel less guilty because I work there was a time a long time where I was a stay-at-home mom well not just because that's a big huge responsibility and it's a lot of hard work but there was a time where I was not bringing money in and I was spending a lot of money and so that was a problem but I've gotten better I've I've gotten better but I still think I, I can tone it down a bit but anyway okay so that is number two number three you spend a lot of time resting. It feels like you're always tired and you're always too tired to play with your kids or hang out with your friends. Okay, for this one, it might seem like the answer to that is to stay home and rest, but the opposite is actually true. You need to move your body, especially, especially when you feel like you have no energy because The problem there is that you have a lot of stagnant energy and you're making yourself sad and anxious and tired, right? Even if you haven't done anything all day. So the answer for that, and I mean, you can try yoga in my experience with my clients and with myself, it's really more of a, um, almost like finding a cardio, uh, some sort of cardio, but like you can, I mean, if you have just water bottles that you can use as weights just to kind of get your heart rate going or some jumping jacks or some squats like right on the spot just move your body and that's going to release the stagnant feelings in your body and you know before you know it you'll be ready for you'll be up for a trip to the beach or for a hike or maybe just a walk around the block but yeah so so when you're obviously when you're spending a lot of time resting and wanting to be in bed and especially if you have small children then that's a problem right because they want to hang out with you they need your time Uh, they need your energy and it's hard and it's hard because they do drain you. I mean, children drain you as it is. God, I know that. And when you're experiencing, um, when you're reliving your trauma, of course that in itself kind of drains your energy. So, so just, so just get up and go, just walk, do whatever you have to do. And, I promise that it's, it's actually going to be, what's going to make you feel better is going to be the exact opposite of what you think is going to make you feel better, which is to go to bed and bury your head under the pillow. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. number four. Okay. Number four is you're killing yourself. Maybe not in the way you, you've thought of doing it before through like suicide, but you know, cause I've been there and I thought, for a long time, I was like, well, I'm never going to do that again. I don't want to die. Right. I thought I kind of had gotten over that. But what I realized was that I was still killing myself with the food I ate, the alcohol I was drinking, the chemicals I was putting in my body. And I knew better because I've always kind of been like a, like a health junkie. And like a lot of us, right? Especially if we're trying to lose weight, we all know what to do. Move your body, eat healthy, don't eat this, don't touch that, but we still do it. And I was like burning the bath and body works candles because I love candles like crazy. And those things really mess with your hormones. And I knew that, but I was still doing it. Eating junk food, eating fast food every day, all day, not moving your body, getting drunk every chance you get, doing drugs, you know, um, all that stuff you're killing yourself and of course that's bad not just for you but if that's not your intention if if your plan is to live a long life and see your grandchildren or hang out with your friends till you're really old and grab a freaking bus to Vegas with them when you're all in your 70s uh you're not going to be able to do that if you keep the same lifestyle you're you're living right now because Okay, so you're trying to numb the pain, right? So you do what you do. You do what you can with what you have. But meanwhile, in the short term, that stuff, you know, it makes you weak. It makes you tired, fat, lazy. And sure, like that could be uh, damaging to your relationships with your family, with your spouse, with your friends in the, in the long run. I mean, I'm sorry, but in, in the beginning. But in the long run, you're setting them up to, to take care of you. Like you're putting yourself in a position where you're going to not be able to walk when you're older. You're not going to be able to talk. Maybe that just happened to my grandma. My grandma had diabetes for the longest. And the doctor told her a million times, stop this. Like there's so many things that can happen. And she kept eating the sweets and kept in, eating the sweets. And, um, she lost her voice. She can't talk now. And that's very unfortunate because um you know at this point we have there's a lot of us that are taking care of her and we love her and of course it's fine but if you why would you do that by your own hand you know why would you have your loved ones miss out on a relationship with you you know you who have so many stories to tell and so much wi- wisdom to share you know don't we all wish we had someone like that a wise old smart person witty person to share all her traumas and how she got through them. We all want that. And you're it, or you will be it, or you can be it, but not if you're not around and not if you're confined to a hospital bed out of your own free hand. So think about that. Think about um, the way you're hurting yourself and how it's hurting the people that love you. Okay. And the fifth and last one, and I believe this is the biggest one. I'd argue it is. Okay. Number five, you refuse to give into your desires you don't speak up about what you want you don't go after your dreams why because that is going to make you resentful as fuck. and guess what's going to happen you can only keep it bottled up for so long okay you're gonna start yelling at your husband or your kids over dumb little things you're gonna start hating on your best friend when good things happen to her you might go cheat on your spouse because you're so insecure you're not happy, okay, you're going to hurt yourself, and you're going to pass it on to anyone that crosses your path in some way or another. So the best thing you can do is, you know, if you can't control your, your triggers, if you can't control your memories, you might as well control what you can, which is if you want to go back to school, you do that if you want to run a marathon you go and do it if you want to open up a restaurant you figure it out live your big dreams they're all they're they're all possible every single one every single one of them okay if you're stuck in a miserable relationship get a divorce it's fine it's going to be fine okay if you want to hire someone to come clean your restrooms because you hate cleaning toilets I did this because it was making me miserable. I hate, hate, hate cleaning my restrooms. I hate it. I finally hired someone to come and do that for me. Just that, just that. I love cleaning. I I'm, a, I think I'm a pretty neat person, but I hate, I hated doing that. And I'm a much happier person for it. The little things. Speak up when someone, don't be a yes person just to be a yes person. It doesn't make you kind. You know, don't confuse kindness with, with being nice. Just. If you don't want to do something, do not put yourself in a position where you have to do it. It is fine. Everything will be fine. But only if you truly live from an authentic place where you do the things that you want to do and you don't do the things that you don't want to do. And I mean, yeah, there's a there's a difference, right? When you have responsibilities, I don't want to get up at seven in the morning to take my kids to school. I have to do that, of course. There is a little bit of give and take, right? But the the bigger things, you know, when when you think about your life and where you want to be five years from now, 10 years from now, even next year, you have to be able to measure that back to this moment, back to right now, to listening to this podcast today, right now, where do I want to be? What's it going to take for me to do that? What are the little steps I can take to get there? And anything that kind of stops you from getting there, you don't have to do. And the scary things that are going to help you to get there, just do them. It's going to be fine. We're seeing, you know, you fall on your face, but it's fine. It's still fine. No one cares. It's all fine. Promise you. Okay. All right. So that is it for today, my loves. Thank you so much for listening to this. Oh, one more thing. Okay. I I do have a workshop that I'm going to do. I'm going to do a three-day workshop. It's going to be um, day one. We're going to cover trauma in the mind. Day two, trauma in the body. How to release it, trauma. And day three, trauma uh, spiritually, how to heal it spiritually. Okay. So if you're interested in that, it's going to be a really good workshop. It's going to be July 18th. I'm going to add the link in in the show notes. But if you're interested, please sign up. Come join me come join me. You like, it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to give you so many tools. I'm going to throw in a a hypnotherapy session and a meditation that my clients love. You can listen to it every day and it's going to be very helpful in getting you through your stuff this year. Okay. So, all right, my beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous people, I will see you. I will talk to you next time. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. If you're going through trauma, you need Edna as your trauma light.